You're listening to Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football. The one and only podcast dedicated to providing analysis, advice, and entertainment for salary cap fantasy football players. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Kennedy and Sean McGuire. Well, gather round, everybody. It is time once again for the Steel Salary Cap Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Tim Kennedy. I'm here with Sean McGuire. Hi, Tim. Hi, Sean. How you doing? How you feeling? Uh, this this cold won't go away. I'm on day thirteen. Or yeah, day thirteen. It is. Uh, it is decidedly better. Uh, I actually, after we talked. Um, after the last episode, I went back and listened to the, the one where you were really hurting. Yeah. And it is like, I can't unhear that sound. In fact, I feel, I feel like all the thieves, like we probably lost half of our, our people just from listening to that. That was so bad. The, the whole episode? No, no, just that one. When I sniffed directly into the mic? Yeah. It I was, apologize. It was, I felt like I was in your nasal passage and you sound so much better. Well, I, I and you I, look as good as you can look. I'm just uh, I'm still discharging. Is that okay. the way I should say it? <laughs> I'm not sure we wanted that inf- level of information. <laughs> I apologize again. I'm just gross. <laughs> Sean, I made a trade in our salary cap league. You did, and there has been no reaction. I'm I'm appalled. I was too busy taunting Farhan about uh, Jamison Williams' suspension. Well, and not ju- yes, yes, but not just from you. Like it's been crickets across the league. No what, this is out. not typical. That's usually a sign that it's probably a pretty fair trade. That's what I told Lance. He, he texted me. He's like, "There's no comments from the peanut gallery." I was like, "That probably means it's pretty fair." I mean, I, I, I haven't really thought about it. it's also like pre-draft it so is. i'm not there's some people who are still asleep in right I br- yeah it's true i broke my rule and traded draft picks in april i, I told myself i wasn't going to do that anymore i was going to hold those draft picks till i was closer to our league draft right and, and then you uh, looked at these prospects you're know, like no i gotta get rid of them soon well that played into it a little <laughs> bit just so just so the thieves know i traded two mid-round two mid-second round picks so i won't know the exact picks until thursday during the draft party oh because we have in our uh we have our, so they're this year but we just don't know what they are because we haven't had the the draw the tie break draw right so i'm in a I'm are in they a, both are they both in the draw they're both in the draw so you, you're gonna get 15, 16, or 17, right? I'm going to get... 16, 17, or 18. Two of those. 16, 17, and 18. I'll get two of those. Okay. And so I traded both of those picks for Ramondre Stevenson. I, you know, I think that's a good trade for you. I don't know. I'm not sure uh, why your trade partner made that move, but... Um, because remind we you he had Ramondre at a pretty cheap salary. He did. Yeah. He's only at, uh, gosh, what is it even? It's half million. I'm going to take credit for this because he because he asked me if I was interested and I started talking to him about how there is no primary back in, in New England and 
because I was trying to get the price down. So, so yeah, he's been shopping. I just, Stevenson. I just ran him into you. He's been your shopping. arms. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, no he's been shopping him to the entire league, and yeah, Stevenson's at two percent of our cap. Yeah, and, that's a good uh, bargain. He just said would have been a good fit on my team, given, uh, but I have too many running backs. So I asked him after the deal was done, like what you know, why he wanted to get rid of him. He's just he does have a bad team. He has a he does. So, so he was saying he's he was an asset that he could get some some picks for, or some, you know, some doubling up on his his assets, more chances. But um, so I'm happy to have him. Has he has he listened to our preview of these players because that would you seem to undermine his plan? Well, he must not be listening. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get it. Should we get into it? Yeah, let's get into it. We I, have we have uh, we actually I'm. I'm having fun with this. We actually have, I think, some good football football players in today's episode. Okay, yeah, there are there are a couple I ended up liking. We're going to start with Quentin Johnston, uh, twenty one and a half years of age, six foot three, two hundred eight pounds, a BMI of twenty six point two, so it's a little lighter than we like to see, but not too bad. A nice wingspan of eighty one point six three, hand size of nine and a half inches. Last season was his best year. Uh, with uh, TCU, he had 60 receptions for 1,069 yards, six touchdowns, had a 17.8 yards per catch average in 14 games for TCU last year. Um, we're gonna, I'm going to try things a little bit differently here, Sean. I'm just going to point out some metrics that stood out to me rather than read through everything. Yeah. Um, his burst score was in the 98th percentile. His agility score when it came to testing at the combine was low. He ended up in the 14th percentile, but his relative ath- athletic score is nice, 8.68 out of 10. So there was a. Do you do you know if there uh, was anything playing into the athletic testing for him? No. I, <clears throat> why? Because why? it's like, really different than his RAS score. Yeah, I uh, I'm not actually sure about that. I could if if you. Asked me ahead of time, I would have, I would have pulled up. Sorry, the doc. You, you have, you have an encyclopedic has, brain, so I just figure yeah, you always know not, this stuff. That's not true, but he, uh, I, you know, it's, it's a size speed thing. He, he, you know, his height adjusted speed score was quite good, so over a hundred. So, um, I'm sure that plays into it uh, a certain amount. Sure, uh, his yards per reception were really good, uh, and and. He, and and the burst score, ninety eighth percentile, is I'm sure a huge part of it. Yes, that would that would raise that score as well. Uh, yards per reception that um, came in at eighteen and a half, which I think was maybe kind of an average of his time at TCU. That's in the eighty ninth percentile, and his breakout age of nineteen is in the eighty ninth percentile. So he's a guy that um, metrics people are probably going to like on paper. Yeah. And I did not look up their uh, their projected draft spots. I mean, Quentin Johnson—he's one of the big names. He, yeah, he's a he's a day one guy, probably early day two uh, or or day one. I, I think second half of first round for top half of second round is kind of where I see him yeah, going. I would agree with that. Right? What did you see on film, Sean? Well, okay. So just to get a, a, a visual here, he's pretty he's pretty thin. Um, but he's big, he's rangy, he's got a huge catch radius. Um, you see that on the tape, he uses it to his ability or to his benefit. 
Um, he uses that ability to his benefit. Is what I meant to say, but I can't talk. Um, uh, he is. You can see that he's fast. Um, his agility score was not great, but he looked. He looks agile. I thought on the football field. I think I felt like his he had sudden breaks, um, and uh, and I thought that he has the ability to manipulate defensive backs with subtlety. Yeah. Um, I saw that. I didn't too. see it all the time. We'll get into that, but but he has he has the ability to do that. Um, meaning, I think he has an understanding of how to manipulate the backs. He just needs to be more consistent about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I and I thought he, uh, I uh, to me, he showed some signs of understanding the game within the game. Uh, he would run routes a particular way. Uh, in anticipation of a later move that he would that he would come back he would come back and use the fact that he had done things a particular way uh to exploit uh what the uh, d-back was going to do nice. and, and then and so for me that's that's a real positive sign for sure uh, it shows intelligence yep good uh, good he, grasp of the game yep he seems like he to me he seems like he's a good team player he seems yeah. engaged in the game and his team um and so I, I ended up liking quentin johnson quite a bit um i tend to be uh a guy who drafts big receivers right, right? and so um and mostly it's because in our home league you know uh uh, we don't do PPR, right? So for me, like the touchdowns mattered a little bit more, right. and and Quentin Johnson was a guy that I really was looking forward to seeing if he was going to be that that guy that could be like that dominant X receiver. And you and you saw a guy that has that potential. Yes, but there are definitely some things, some negatives to. But before I get to that, I'll let you get into what you saw yeah. in terms of positives. I saw the same thing. You talked about subtlety. And I, I, the note I took is that he can sell fakes and route. And maybe that was just part of what you were talking about. But um, I felt like he was good at using those those subtle moves, those kind of, I don't know, head head fakes or slight movements and route to get DBs off their, off their track. So, sometimes it would be... He, running full speed and then like just like head and shoulders yep. kind of leaning one way yep. and then, and then pivoting off of that. And that, that was a good sign. I like that. It's, it's the kind of thing you can, you see a lot of times with, you'd see stuff like that. Plus, you know, out of tank doubt. Right. But the big guys don't always feel like they got to compete that way. And they might not always have that ability to do that. And he did. Right. Um, I saw the same thing with you about the team player thing. A couple of positives you didn't mention. I thought he had didn't have much trouble defeating press coverage, and I thought he tracked the ball well. So just a couple of notes yeah. I took that um, that you didn't mention, but those are those are my positives I, in ag- addition to and things I would agree, you saw. I would agree with your positives, your additional positives. Yeah. I accept those as <laughs> amendments. Yeah, what do you want me to go with negatives? Or you want to go with negatives? Uh, I, I, I can go. I'll just keep going. Right. Um, the the release part of it, uh, I, I felt like he, and this might be intentional on his part, but he had kind of a go-to release, which was to take a couple of steps, and then he'd kind of pause and shimmy, and then kept going. And I felt like it was effective. His As I mentioned, his releases were, he was able to, to defeat the press coverage, but 
it felt like it maybe slowed him down. Like he could be a little faster off the line. Uh, the only separation I really saw was on busted coverages. Like if maybe a zone, somebody didn't pick up a zone. I didn't see a lot of separation with him. And his speed was just okay. Uh, defensive backs, I felt like in man coverage could easily run with him. Um, and his deceleration took a long time. Like, you know, th- four or five steps and three yards to come to a full stop. And he's a big, uh, bigger guy. So maybe that explains some of it. But And then just as a runner, I felt like he didn't have a really refined, um, I don't know, didn't have really refined vision. Like he would run away from blockers and right into defenders on bubble screens sometimes. Um, and They used him a lot on, on kind of on bubble screens and they used him as if he was like an exceptional runner, but I'm not sure he was. Yeah. I didn't see that he was. Uh, so just, just with the ball in his hand, you know, not that vision is typically a score we give to receivers, but like you said, they used him on those bubble screens a yeah. fair amount. No, that, I, that's it. For that's me. it. Negatives, yeah. So, yeah. And, and I, I would go, I could get even more specific on the, I, I didn't think he was great after the catch. And that was true what, how, wherever the catch was, but a lot of bubble screen stuff. He, he tries too many jukes. Like he is trying really hard to like posterize some, some, some DB with some like tank Dell. I keep, keep on going back to the same guy, but like he, but he, that's not who he is and that's not who he needs to be. It's a little bit like, like uh Mims last week, like, the game he's playing and the, and what he is don't really fit. He needs to get the ball and get moving and maybe do a little something, but like the breaking down and and trying to like three little jukey shimmy things is like all he's doing is reducing what he can get out of the play. Yeah. So so I, that I think he can be that can be coached out of him. But like someone someone just needs to be like, dude, this you're not good at this. <laughs> you're, you, this you're good at. Do yeah. more of that, yeah. right? Um, this not so much. I think he also he doesn't. I didn't see that he was for a guy of his uh, size and and measurements or whatnot. He lets the ball get into his body way too much. So uh, he's he tries doing a lot of. Everything he wants everything to be an over the shoulder catch, and so the balls get into his body. Passes get defended. He needs to basically leap and high point more often. That doesn't work on every play, but there definitely were plays where I'm like, "You need to attack that ball," and you're you're just waiting for that thing to get in there. And an NFL DB is just going to smack that away. And and so you that is something also that's coaching. Um, but, uh, definitely needs to improve there. He only had a 33% contested catch rate. So you, you'd think if you're that big, you should, that you should be. Yeah. You should be winning more of those. A lot more than that. Um, he had a lot of concentration drops. Um, I don't usually worry about that unless it's like a serial problem because you get with the jugs machine and you feel more comfortable and, and whatnot. You're, you're that'll be fine. I'm not, ultimately I'm not worried about that part of it. Um, NFL players, just like anybody else, like any other athlete, you can get like the yips or you can get, go through bad stretches or whatever. 
Keishon Booty had that that game against Florida State where he like dropped every single pass. Like that wasn't what you would if you watched that one game. You're like, this is the it's worst receiver, receiver since Matt Landers' rookie year. I made you watch that, <laughs> and I and I thank you for for making me watch that. You should you should uh, tell, mention tell everybody. that. Yeah, because yeah. there's a really video funny. of a receiver that we considered because his numbers were really good. Um, considered looking at uh, his rookie year in Georgia, and uh, it is remarkable the ways that he the lengths that he goes to not catch footballs. <laughs> Um, and Matt Landers is his name. If you want to look it up, it's his rookie season at Georgia. Yeah, yeah. This is a Seven minute video. There's a reason why he didn't. He didn't I, stay at Georgia. I was laughing out loud. I'm sorry, <laughs> Mr. Landers. And, I'm sure and he's your impro- I'm sure he's improved. But it, <laughs> yes, he has. But that was a that was a fun video. Um, okay, so the, the last negative thing I'm going to say uh, about Quentin Johnson is, uh, I didn't I didn't see an extensive route tree. Is, to me, is pretty limited, and I also felt like even though he has the ability to do to manipulate defensive backs, I, he, I felt like he ran lazy routes, and I felt like this is what happens when you expect to win based on, on your phys, phys, physicality. So you got to run it out. You could go through that extra effort of doing a little jab step in, and then before cutting out, just to throw that that DB off a little bit and gain like a little bit, a tiny bit more separation, right. and he would just do the out. And usually it would be okay because uh, he was physically superior to a lot of players he played, but not always, you know. And, um, again, that's refinement that will that will happen in the NFL. So here's, here's getting into the conclusion a little bit, like this is one of those big three names, as, as we've mentioned, and I kind of – came away underwhelmed and maybe it's it's like the movie that's been hyped up to me so much and then I finally go see it and I was like yeah it was fine um but a lot of your commentary was like he can get coached up he can work on that he can get better at that and I you know maybe he can and maybe he ends up being that that stud receiver but um I feel like he's got stuff to work on he does he's not he's not Zay Flowers right Zay Flowers doesn't really he will because that that That's dude will does. outwork everybody. But uh, he he has a pro ready game already. Uh, Quentin Johnson is a bit of a projection, um, and he he I he I think he has every tool that he needs. So I, I just wouldn't expect that he's going to contribute in a major way his rookie year. Every physical tool. He's every physical tool. Yeah, but I also think he's got mental. I mean, he seems like an intelligent guy. So, so I don't really have any, like, I, I think sometimes you're, you're born with certain gifts and you work at that stuff and, but the level of refinement that you can do to your skills when that is your job, you're not, you're not going to classes, you right. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I think, uh, so he is a high ceiling guy for me. Um, I have him near the top of my rookie rankings is, I mean, I'm, I'm still kind of finalizing them. But I think he's for sure in my top five. But um, but you know he's not number one for me. Um, if he's if I'm looking for, he's not my number even my number one big guy. Well, so we'll get to that. But nice. but uh, look forward to that. It's coming up. <laughs> it's coming up. But I I uh, um, 
I don't know. I think I like him more than you do. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. That's okay. I've, I just have... I've, I'm, I, he, I feel like he's got some stuff to, to get better at before I'm convinced he's going to be really good in the NFL. And, and maybe he gets the tough. There. The tough part is burning a high draft pick. You're going to have to burn a high draft yeah. pick on him knowing that it's a he's a bit of a project. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I do think... Like I, I made a thing, I said it about Jaden Reed. I said he's close. He's like, but he, but with Jaden Reed, I wasn't convinced that he could close that gap. I thought like maybe he would max out at ninety five percent of what you need to be a pretty good receiver. I think he clearly can become a good to great receiver. Um, so I'm, I'm much more confident. I mean, obviously those are a different level of prospects, but. But I, I, I feel good about Quentin Johnson. All right. All right. Next up. Yeah. Cedric Tillman. Uh, out of Tennessee. Played five years in Tennessee. Yes, uh, Almost did. 23 years old. A little over 6'3", 213 pounds. BMI of 26.4, which is okay. Another big wingspan, 79 plus inches. Big 10-inch mitts. Uh, ran a four five five, which is okay. Um, basically, uh, didn't didn't do a short shuttle, so we don't have an agility score. But his burst score was seventy ninth percentile. Um, his height adjusted speed score is bright green for me. His RAS score is bright green eight point six seven. In terms of um, Performance metrics, uh, Dominator is 26.8, which is okay. I guess I'm not going to – I'm going to follow your lead. I'm not going to mention the ones that are like 43rd percentile or whatever. It's kind of boring. Target share, uh, 81 percentile. Uh, I thought that was pretty good. Breakout age is a little late um, because he he basically broke out his junior year with – 64 receptions for a little over a thousand yards and 12 touchdowns. It was, and a, it jun- was a big year. And his junior year was his f- his fourth, fourth year because yeah. he had it was a red redshirt freshman. Right, right. He, I think he barely. I think he maybe had one catch or something like that. And I'm guessing. I don't know. I didn't read. He, he probably got hurt. He he didn't play much his uh, senior year. This last year, uh, he had a high ankle sprain week three and kind of missed a lot of time after that. Only played six games total. Um, and a lot of the games he was like not expected. There's a couple of games where he was like, uh, oh, he, he's he's playing. I didn't expect him to play. So I think he was kind of limping around a bit. <clears throat> so I, I'm kind of discounting his 2022 numbers a little bit there. So uh, Cedric Tillman, big guy, um, powerful uh, quarterback, as is you know throwing the ball to him and, and Mr. Mr. Hyatt. And... Uh, and good production, at least his his junior year. What do you think? Did did you mean Mr. Hooker? Yeah, throwing. I think. Ended Hooker. Yeah. Yeah. You said Mr. Hyatt. No, I was talking about him and the other receiver, Jalen. Oh, 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 oh! Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I probably was not I, very clear. I didn't follow you. All right. So positives I have for Cedric Tillman. I, he's he's good with the ball in his hands. Uh, he's got some nice lateral movement. He follows his blocks well. He's hard to bring down. Um, he is really hard to bring down. Yeah. He's a load. Yeah. Um, and he can be a really good blocker when he when he puts in the effort. I felt like his effort was uh, a little hit or miss. Um, 
but he uh i saw some nice routes out of him as well they had a thing where they would stack him with another receiver yeah and that led to good things it was i mean nice play design but it also put him in good positions and he made some nice plays uh out of that formation it was a lot of so i discounted some of that stuff because it really looked like he was schemed so the defense would take this guy and then no one was really taking him and Mm -hmm. so he was wide open a lot Mm -hmm. and um so you know i i have to i i tried to not focus on the oh he just had a 50 yard gain uh instead try to look at what well technically what did he do to earn that you know it's an it's it's a how i look at film basically Mm -hmm. is is yeah is i'm not going to like give a guy a negative just because he managed to you know catch a bomb or something but like if if it's a busted coverage or something like that like you know it doesn't really count either column for me right yeah, I saw, you know, out of that stack, I saw him use positioning yeah. on some guys. And you can see, and sometimes it's just a matter of knowing when to make a break or something like that, so they'll forget about you. Yep, yep. <laughs> and then uh, there was another play uh, out of that formation where, talk about being hard to bring down, the guy made contact with him at the 12-yard line. Right. And he didn't quite make it to the end zone. I think they'd marked him inside the one, but it was like... Is it like that guy you are saying, like, had uh, was, it, was it one of the running backs you said had, like, five... Yes. Uh, it was Chris Rodriguez, right? I think it was where yeah. he... Yeah, he carried, like, eight out of the 11 guys for, like, <laughs> 10, 15 yards. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was an impressive play. Yeah, Tillman has has a lot of that. Is that is that what you have? Is that your good yeah, stuff? Yeah. What else? I have did a you lot see? more good stuff than you. I know. I I think I get in moods sometimes. I get like <laughs> crabby watching films sometimes, and and I, or maybe I'm just like. And by crabby, you mean drunk, right? <laughs> well, it can happen for all sorts of reasons. <laughs> okay. um, but I, you know, I think I'm also nitpicking. I'm looking really closely at things they're doing. And but... yeah, yeah. So here's so here's what I. I I'm gonna. I've got more stuff, so I'll try to I'll get through it here. Um, so he has a very quick first step, and what he likes to do, he he isn't. He it's not about manipulation for him. He's not. For the most part, he is not selling A and then you know actually doing B. Right. He just likes to use that first step to establish body position, mm-hmm. and then he uses his frame to maintain that position, which also works by the way. You don't always, doesn't always have to be a feint, right? Like he, you can just be like, I'm just going to beat you. I'm going to beat you. And I'm, and, and for him, a lot of it is that first step, um, at which I thought was actually really, um, really effective. And you know, he, he's got that 79th percentile burst score. So maybe that explains a little bit about that's how he's going to win. Um, he won a lot of contested catches in, in 2021. It was over 70%. It's very physical player, uh, strong hands. Uh, he makes catches through contact all the time. Like it didn't really matter that someone was, was hitting him or, or grabbing him or whatever. He was going to make the catch. And I love watching that. Yeah. Uh, I thought his hand fighting was good. Um, and, and to me, He's a he's a hands catcher uh, who likes to play above about what I say above the rim. It's a basketball analogy, right. just you know. <laughs> it's up high. He likes to play up high. He likes to play up high. Uh, so 
he has all that like watching him after watching because this is the order that i went through these guys right watching him after watching quentin johnson i was just like man i wish quentin johnson had this Mm. part of his game right Mm -hmm. uh and and that part that uh the above the rim aggressive ball winning stuff that cedric tillman has uh is just something that's kind of lacking out of um Quentin Johnson. I feel like that is the theme of this year's receiver class. Yeah, there's always a hole, right? There's always a hole. Every JSN has a hole. He's not super fast. You know, like Zay Flowers has no hole. His game is perfect. He's but he's little. He's like that's he's a little bit little, but he's not like he's a full inch taller than Tank Dell. Uh (laughs) anyway. Um and I thought that Cedric Tillman's rack ability, his running after catch ability was 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 solid. He basically doesn't have a lot of speed, but again, he's hard to take down, and everything he does is premised on his size. He is playing the game the way the good Lord gave him the body to play it, right? Yeah. He's playing a big man's game with a big, in a man's, big body. man's body. And and that's what I like about Cedric Tillman. I think that uh, it's clear what he is. It's clear how he wants to win. And he wins that way. And I, and I think that that is, there's a lot of, for me, there's a lot of reasons to like Cedric Tillman. So. So uh, should I get in my negatives? Do you, you, you or me? I'll, I'll go. You go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, you, you always want to be the first of the negative, so I seem like the bad guy. I get it. <laughs> uh, well, I have established I was crabby when I was watching That's him, true. So I can't wait to talk about it. <laughs> no, uh. I did. I thought he got stood up on his releases uh, from time to time, uh, n- not not consistently, but no, I did. I sometimes, did, yes. Uh, he looked slow to me on film, uh, and and his forty time kind of backs that up. He's kind of an a- got average speed, and I he looked that way to me on film. Now sometimes that happens when guys are big. Yeah. Um, but he didn't look fast to me. Uh, he ran a ton of the same routes, comebacks, uh, slants, that's kind of thing. Uh, I saw, I don't know how, I feel like 75% of the routes I watched were comeback routes and he's not elite at that, but so I guess that's a testament that he was succeeding, uh, with that. But, um, but he never got a ton of separation. No. So you're watching him establish position and then catch the ball through contact on a comeback route oftentimes. Yeah, yes. There's a lot of that. Yep. Um, I saw a lot of doinks in, uh, off his hands. And I, I don't actually think his... So you don't... You, I thought his hands are good. Well, and I actually heard somewhere else his percentage, his drop percentage was not large. I must have just watched all of them. Because <laughs> there were doinks all over my notes. So... You know, look maybe look up that stat. I did not go look it up, but maybe I just uh, again was crabby or something. But I did I did see a lot of drops there. Um, and you you said he was a good hand fighter. I did not necessarily see that on film. I thought that was maybe a minus area for him. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we can we can we can disagree. Yeah. I mean, I'm right. You're wrong. We everybody knows that. <laughs> that's that's how we usually disagree. How many games did you watch? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I, I unfortunately have uh, uh, like an addiction to this film. Like I'm always con- worried that I'm going to miss one. G- I think you have a more reasonable approach. 
I think I'm always worried. What if I miss the one game? You know, and it's been there's been a couple times where it's like, now nah, I've watched six games. I'm done on this, and then I'll be like, oh, I got nothing but, else to do. I'll watch this other game, and then that game will be like has like an amazing catch, and you're like, oh, I really needed to see that. Now I'm an have, addict and I can't stop. You have FOMO with film. I do. You have film FOMO. I know. Although I'm done with it for the year, so I'm kind of, I'm kind of glad. I know you, but you texted me today and said I'm having withdrawals because I don't have more <laughs> film to watch. Uh, you can't let my wife know that. Anyway, um, okay. So, some you had some other negatives. No, that was it. Okay. Um, so I, I mentioned I, he doesn't separate a whole lot. Uh, I also thought that he was frustrated by press coverage against good corners. So uh, he had some games. There's a difference between how he played against the average college corner and how he played against NFL prospects. Um, and I thought NFL prospects were far more likely to press him and they were far more likely to be successful in doing so. Um, so that's something to keep in mind headed into the NFL. Like, right. I mean, everybody gets their game up a little bit but yeah um i didn't think he was and i think you said this uh he i didn't think he was a real nuanced route runner and and you don't have to be i think i established that in the beginning he doesn't try to be but i'd like to see that ability a little bit more um and i agree with you it's just super limited route tree curls and slants a couple posts and go routes and like that's it and and really a lot of comebacks and, and curls and whatnot. So uh, he also pretty much lined up exclusively wide right. Hmm. Uh, I think only, and, and I watched a lot, I watched a lot of film. I think I only saw two plays where he was lined up left of center wow. at all. Because he'd be on the right, be wide right or be slot right. But like, like maybe, I can only remember one for sure play that he was on the left and he dropped it ball. And I was like, is he just not used to, he was going across the middle, left to right. I'm like, he probably never does that. So maybe that's why he dropped that one. And it's probably like, you know, right-handedness, left-handedness. Not that that's what is the factor, but like you just feel more comfortable on one side. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. With everything you do, like you don't even realize it necessarily, but like, uh, you know, it's really obvious when you, like when I coach hockey, like these kids are like high level hockey players and you ask them to do the same thing the other way and it's like it just looks different yeah and everybody subtly favors one way and that could be it for him um so my conclusion uh he reminds me of dk metcalf without the four three speed so i i i sound like i like him a whole lot but i i think you have to. You can be a post-up player and and be that a physical guy. Those guys, if you don't also have some speed or, or nuanced route running, I think last week or the week before I said you you kind of want to have two big traits. Yeah. And I I see he's got one. He's got one thing he's good at. He's and, big and physical. Well, he's physical. Yeah, he's yeah. physical. Um. So. He can be a TD specialist for somebody. I don't see that he has the speed of the route running or general athleticism to become a consistent top wide receiver. So he's he is not for me fantasy football first round draft pick. Yeah, he's second round pick material. Yeah, I think we came to a similar conclusion. I I got the feeling watching his film that he's been the biggest fish in his pond. 
for his entire sports career. Uh, and that that's not necessarily going to fly in the NFL because everybody there is the biggest fish in their pond. Right. And so and he's going to, he's got some work to put in. You I also think. have to put in the work. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I think he's got work to do. And I don't know that he's not a hard worker. I, yeah. I'm not, I didn't get a, I, I didn't watch him and think this is like a lazy, there's some receivers here that I'm like, this guy I, I probably doesn't put in the work, right? Um, I made the comment that I didn't think Keishon Moody put in the work this last year. Um, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. He doesn't, like, I'd like to see one other dominant thing out of him, and I didn't. And that, and that for me, is the difference between a, a fantasy first-round pick and a fantasy second-round pick. Next up is Xavier Hutchinson out of Iowa State, 22.7 years of age, six foot two, 203 pounds, a 26.1 BMI, a little light but not too bad, 74.88. 74.88 inch wingspan and a hand size of 9.4 inches. Very average in all dimensions, pretty much. Yes. Uh, played this. He was a Juco player. He started playing for Iowa State uh, in 2020, but he's was already had already played a year or two. Uh, his best season was last year for Iowa State with 107 receptions, t- close to 1,200 yards and six touchdowns with a 10.9 yards per catch average. He played in 12 games. So um, that's a low yards per catch. He was not a big play guy, um, pretty close to the line of scrimmage, but he stayed really healthy through his college career at Iowa State. Uh, Some of the highlight uh, metrics, the burst score of uh, 39th percentiles, pretty low. His yards per reception at 10.9 was a 7th percentile score. Yeah. So really low. Dominator, though, he was up in the 69th percentile. He counted for 34.4% of Iowa State's offense. And he got uh, 34% of the target share there, which is the 97th percentile number. I mean, 107 receptions in college is... That's big. That's a lot. Yep. In 12 games, so... He was a big part of that offense, for sure. Yeah. All right, so did you end up liking his tape, Sean? Mm. <laughs> well, do you, or, or do you have some positives? Let's start positive. Um, he has good contact balance and tackle breaking. So there's a reason you can he can, he can he's getting catching a lot of stuff close to the line. I thought he re- read blocks and bubble screens well. He did. Yeah, I had the same note. So I think, you know, that's how they used him. They used him at what he's good at. Uh, I thought he has good good to great ball tracking and special catch ability. Again, that's just a checkbox for me. Like, do do I see something that leads me to believe that you can make highlight reel catches? Yep. It's not an everyday thing, but, you know, it's nice to to know that that guy might come down with that crazy ball. He did. He made some nice, difficult catches. Uh, I thought he, uh, even though he did a lot of his stuff close to the line of scrimmage, um, I did feel like when given a chance downfield, he would high point balls appropriately. Like he wasn't always trying to high point everything, but when he needed to, he did. And um, and so I thought this his technique or his decision making on how to catch each ball was good. I'm glad you expanded because uh, I was wondering what inappropriate high pointing would look like. 
I mean, I think if you if you if you yeah if you're going for the highlight every time yeah yeah got you. All right, uh, some other positives I had. I I felt like he he found spots in zones. Uh, I think maybe you might disagree if I remember. This is one of the guys. Maybe we disagreed about that. Um, he was aware and involved outside of his play assignment. So what the best example I have of that is he was lined up uh, on the outside and the a corner, I don't even know if it was his corner, but a corner started to blitz. And he was, I could see it on film because obviously you couldn't hear it, but he was like pointing out like, this guy's blitzing to the to the running back pre snap or like as it happened. It was as as the ball was snapped. He like so I, he's not an a hole, right? <laughs> no, I think he's a good team player, but yeah. he's but I I like he's those, involved. He's mentally connected, and I feel like it indicates he knows the game. He's yeah. not just thinking like okay, I'm gonna run this route and his, but he's like he's aware of like the game situation and what's going on. I like to see that. Okay. Um, and I think you mentioned this already, but with the tracking, but he does adjust to the ball well. He made some really nice catches where he had to, you know, cut underneath a defensive back on a long throw, made the catch, um, or maybe a ball's thrown behind him, and he was able to adjust and make that catch. So, um, yeah, those were those were my biggest positives for Hutchinson. Yeah, I, and I thought he, I thought that was, uh, I thought he was really good. Uh, I said really good to great ball tracking yeah so i think we, we i think we agree on most of the positives yeah. um i don't know if you're going to agree with my negative so i'll go first uh i thought that like i i thought he was an outright poor route runner and and i'm sure i am probably in the minority because i i've after doing my film i checked with some other folks and see what other people are seeing and i'm definitely in the, in the minority there but um, I saw the same thing. Okay. I saw rounded routes. A lot of, a lot of routes um, rounded. Especially on outs when you yes. don't, you do not want to do that on an out. No, because, uh, you know, balls get picked off. Yep. And I didn't think he was deceptive at all. So, you, as I said, you, you can, if you're doing something as simple as an out, you know, you can be just way quicker than the other person or you can do something to get them off off their you know their rhythm so they're not breaking on the ball but if you're just running around it out and you're not particularly quick or something like that with it it in the nfl that those are pick sixes yeah so um i i did not um i did not like his route running at all so that's just me and maybe it's you too um i thought that especially against better corners again i try to differentiate when i'm watching film against good DBs and I felt like he would just get stopped by press man coverage. Um, good defensive backs could, could literally just stop his progress completely. Um, and he didn't get much separation versus man. I didn't think. No, I, I, I didn't think he was outstanding versus zone either. And that's maybe where you and I disagree a little bit. I felt like he was, um, he was okay. Okay. But not like, I didn't see, Oh, he is manipulating this DB to to curl into this other spot, and so he would, you know, get into the, like the right spot. Um, he just seemed like, you know, if if he if his route happened to run into a, a good spot in his own, you know, but I didn't I didn't see him doing anything to make that happen. Got it. 
Um, I thought his hands overall were only okay. I didn't think he had. I thought he had special catch ability, and this is the differentiation between the checkbox and the consistency. And I just, mm-hmm. I felt like his hands were okay. He had some drops. I didn't think they were. It wasn't the worst trait. He didn't. See, he didn't have bad hands. It just, it just wasn't a positive, and maybe a slight negative overall. Um. But you yet anything else? Yeah, in terms just of to, negatives? to add on to that last comment, I, I I agree with you. His hands were a little bit inconsistent. I I saw. I kind of wondered about this. He got did get loose on a deep route on one play that I was watching, and he it was the one time I saw him kind of try to body catch a ball, and he didn't really need to on this route, and he it ended up he ended up dropping it, um, and I was trying to like I was wondering if that was an indicator because he's he didn't get many deep balls right. He had that really. Uh, small yards per catch average. Right. I wonder if he just was really uncomfortable like, or didn't quite know how to handle it when the ball was in the air deep. And so he kind of reverted back to, I'm going to basket catch this, and it didn't work out. But I don't know. It was just a note I saw. I'm not sure it's worth filing away on, uh, on draft night for anybody. But So what's your conclusion on, on Xavier Hutchinson? Because so there, there are people who really like Xavier Hutchinson. Yeah, I, I ended up kind of liking him too. I felt like he had some of those physical traits that I do like to see in a receiver. Um, I think he would need to work on route running, as I think we both mentioned that. He, and like I said, he doesn't gain a lot of separation versus man, but I do really like how he adjusts to passes um, and I think he is really good with the ball in his hands. So he's, he does some things that, um, you know, you can get coached up on your route running and uh, maybe get, I don't know if he'd need to be schemed open, but um, he's, he, I, mean, I kind of that, like That's that. to me is like LaVisca Chanel kind of a, a player, like a guy who is good after the catch but has a, struggles in the NFL because he's not getting catches. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, he's a different player. I think he wasn't he wasn't so clearly a hybrid running back receiver like Lavisca's or like Debo, right? Um, if you want to look at the top end right there of that, so I don't know. I feel like he's a very meh prospect, is what I said. I don't see how he wins consistent consistently. Um, for me, he's like maybe a third rounder on him. Um, Obviously, these things can be changed with draft capital, but but I didn't come away thinking, man, I gotta get Xavier Hutchinson on my team. Yeah, I I'm in that boat too. I, he's not like a top prospect for me. I wouldn't draft him early in a rookie draft, but I th- I think I'm a sucker for, you know, my negatives for him. He, he didn't run great routes. Well, I've seen guys succeed in the NFL not running great routes. Yeah. Um. He doesn't get a ton of separation. Well, I've seen guys win without getting a ton of separation. T. Higgins being one of them is not a great separator, but mm-hmm. he, but he wins. Um, so I think I'm a sucker for those guys that that have run after the catch ability and can adjust and have body control. Like I think those are the kinds of things I like to see. All right, I'm just writing this down for the reckoning. Here you're saying he's just like T. Higgins. <laughs> just kidding. All right, should we move on? Yes, Andre. Yosivash. Nicely done, Sean. That's tough. Now, what's that running back that starts with an A? Israel 
uh, a Banacanda. Nice. You are nailing it. You're a podcaster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Out of Princeton. Uh, Princeton. I didn't even realize that Ivy League wasn't actually, you know, uh, I, I knew they were actually never going to be ranked, but they were like, you know, it's a league, but it's like, it, it's like North Dakota State. It's like uh, uh, FCS or whatever. Um, age 23 and a half. Six foot three, two hundred and five pounds, BMI of twenty five and a half, generous uh, wingspan of seventy six point seven five inches, tiny little eight and three quarters inch hands, smells of cabbage. <laughs> uh, played for the Princeton Tigers, as I said. I think I said uh, best year was last year: sixty six catches for nine hundred and forty three yards. Um, and, uh, you know, I think he had, looking at the touchdowns here, seven touchdowns. Seven, yep. Um, okay, so when you start looking at his, his actual numbers, they're all, almost all really good. Like his metric numbers. Yeah, yeah, whether you're talking about, so his 40 time, 4.43, his 85th percentile, his 10 yard split's really good. His height adjusted speed score is super good, 111.15. His burst score, 88th percentile. His agility score, 80th percentile. His RAS score, 9.96 out of 10. His dominator, uh, 84th percentile. His yards perception, um, I I, I ignore that. I, I don't know why it's bright green. I think that's a... I think that's. I think he was the guy. There was some boo boo in the document. I fixed it. Uh, so forty fifth, forty fifth percentile. Okay, so that's not bright green. Um, his breakout age was pretty late, um, almost twenty two years of age. Um, so, um, what are some specific notes about him? Uh, he was the offensive player of the week at the Senior Bowl. Um, and lest you think. Princeton is not a football powerhouse. I will remind you that Princeton has the third most national championships in football. Wow. One behind Alabama. Wow. Yeah. And they have produced, the Ivy League has produced some great football players. Minnesota's Steve Jordan, mm-hmm. going back, he was a Brown grad. Kyle Juszczyk, Harvard grad. Cameron Brait, Harvard grad. Ryan Fitzmagic. Harvard grad, so you can come you can come out of the Ivy League and produce fantasy football numbers. So, just an aside, Steve Jordan used to work with my wife. Oh yeah, at the construction company. Yeah, yeah. When, when he fell down, would he always be the first one to get up? <laughs> <laughs> that was I, that was his thing. When he would get tackled, he would always be the first he, one out he, of any pile. It was, was it was like he was allergic to the ground. I'm hoping he didn't um, fall down much uh, yeah, in construction. construction. Yeah, probably not. And then the other aside, I just want to point out the the Gophers actually have won lots of uh, national championships as well. Yeah, they just haven't won any since 1960. And yeah, and only one since like World War II. So we're 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 coming we're, we're com- coming we're coming watch right. out that's right all right Andre right. Yosivash. i yeah. he's not easy to find film on um i found uh i found myself i had to watch a lot of um like 
condensed games and I, I, there's a I had had a patch together the film for y- Yossi Vash. Uh but you know I feel like I got enough in but what what did you see here I saw a uh, nice timing on routes where he kind of would uh get started on his route he would he- hesitate that's maybe the wrong word but he would vary his speed so he'd kind of start out if he was doing a crosser he'd kind of wait till the area cleared a little bit and then he'd turn on the jets I thought that was a nice a nice move on his part when running routes. He catches well in traffic. Um, he is a fast guy, at least on tape. Uh, I can't remember if his forty it's was interesting. Up there. I have I have thoughts on that. We'll, okay, all right. On the speed, yeah. I thought he looked fast. Okay. Uh, I thought he had some elusive elusiveness after the catch. He ran a really fluid wheel route and I only bring that up because that that's kind of a tough route to run. You're basically running sideways from the quarterback and you have to like turn around and it's just a hard catch to pull off. Was he lined up in the backfield? Um I think he must have been. I can't yeah. remember off the top he of my head. He had a little bit of that. Yeah. Um but I it just was remarkable to me how smooth that that process looked on that route. Uh, he showed really late hands on a deep route, and I know that's something you really watch for, but he was covered pretty closely, and the DB just had no idea the ball was coming. thought that was a nice move as well. Uh, he has body control to adjust to uh, deep balls that are thrown a little bit off target. I thought his tracking was a positive. Oh, sorry. Your note, I, I got thrown off because your note says body control to adjust the balls deep. I talked about that. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, okay. So I got some positives. Um, I also thought he had great body control. Um, he has good size. I mean, like, for me, the question is, well, I'll get to this later. Okay. This, uh, he's got good size and speed. I, I, you could see it. You could, spe- you could see the speed on tape, but not always. Hmm. Like I felt like there was a lot. Like he, he was running a lot of routes where I felt like he was – maybe running 80% and covered. He was covered a lot. And, uh, and, and then every once in a while you would see him turn on the jets. Um, and it was like, Whoa, no, no, he's got another gear. And so, uh, so I like that. Um, I thought he had really, really, really good hands. So you like that, that he varied his speed like that. I or? like that, but I, I wish. Well, we'll get into that later. But okay. But I like I like the comfort of knowing that he has the the, the speed that, that to draw upon. Okay. Like how he should best utilize that is for him and his coaches. And I I have some thoughts, but I but whatever they're not asking me. But I'm I'm glad that he has. It's not like one of these guys where it's like he doesn't. You know, what was it? Uh, uh, was it Downs, Josh Downs, or I was just like, he's that's his speed. That's his speed, and that's right? and I, I like to 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 if if you're gonna have one speed, I want that speed to be really good. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so I really liked his hands, especially over his head. I thought he played a great aerial game. Now he is playing against Ivy League DBs, right? Um. But but there's but, a lot of good players, as you've established. Well, there's a couple. In the Ivy I went back like 40 years <laughs> for those players. I mean, there are other ones that play other positions. This, those are just the offensive fantasy point scores. Or Matt Burke for the Vikings was like a 
oh, yeah. all pro center, He's right? Harvard guy. Harvard right? guy, yeah. Um, so uh, I thought he was very aware of zone and he adjusted his routes well versus zone. So, I mean, you would expect a guy from Princeton to be smart. Right, but I mean, football smarts is not necessarily the same thing as book smarts, right? Mm-hmm. But I thought that that was a nice trait to see that he um, that he would have an understanding of the defense and and would make adjustments for that. Like that to me, that's that's a good sign. Yep. Um, so my negatives. Yeah. Okay. Um, he has tremendous physical gifts. The testing shows that. I don't understand when he's playing against weaker competition why he doesn't separate because he doesn't separate. Um, the only time I saw him wide open downfield was on that flea flicker. Yeah, I saw the flea flicker and, too. And uh, that's it. So it's like if you need a flea flicker to get wide open when you are physically a freak playing against, you know, mm-hmm. Ivy League competition, there's something wrong with how you are exploiting your talents, I would say. Um, He did not face a lot of press man coverage. When he did, I thought it was pretty effective against him. Yeah, I saw that too. Um, I didn't think he was a twitchy run-after-catch guy. So he, he, he gets his speed going, and then he's a threat because of the speed. But he's not, he's not juking anybody. Like he's the kind of guy who, when he tries to do a little juke, like he might just fall down. Um, he's easy to tackle too. Yeah, and for especially for his size, he's a big dude. Again, playing in this league, he should, uh, you know, he, he should be doing. Was it Darnell Washington? He should be just so much bigger than everybody. I mean, it's not quite that big of a gap, but like, I was expecting to see like these little, you know. Eggheads just bouncing off of them, right? <laughs> it wasn't quite that. That's not nice, or maybe it is. You you aspire to be called an egghead. I wouldn't. You? I wouldn't. No, but I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't. I don't think it's in in our society. I don't think calling somebody smart is an insult. <laughs> um, and I also didn't think he was really. He wasn't. He should. He should have been, but wasn't like the go-to wide receiver for Princeton. Um, there. On third down plays, you know they had uh, they had another guy. Um, I'm looking up for his name right now. I can't find it, but that who um, was getting like those third down catches, um, and uh, Dylan Classy. Actually, I was kind of impressed with Dylan Classy. I was like, this guy could. Is he coming out this year too? He's, yeah, but I mean, like he's not fast and he's, you know, he doesn't have any of the NFL level physical traits. You'd have to be one of these guys that like makes it on hard work and, you know, Adam Thielen type or something like that. But, um, so to me that that was, I I was expecting to see, um, him to be dominant. He should have been dominating that league, I guess. And that's my way of saying like he wasn't dominating that league. So I actually, um, I, I think I, Oh no! I did put that in my conclusion as well. Is that he? Uh, I I see him as potentially being an asset in the NFL, but but not dominant. He just yeah. he wasn't dominating in the Ivy League, and I think he's a project. Like he's got some physical skills. It reminds me of like when the Vikings drafted Joe Webb, 
who was like a sixth round guy, college quarterback, but like, you know, could jump over like, you know, two garbage cans standing on top of each other. Just like a ridiculous athlete. And then they would they play him at wide receiver some and they'd play him at quarterback some, including a playoff loss to the Packers. And and ultimately like that athleticism didn't translate because he wasn't really a quarterback and he wasn't really a wide receiver. Yosavash is is I mean the senior bowl stuff that's his chance to shine and he did. So like as somebody who was really into Christian Watson who similar FCS guy goes into the senior bowl. I didn't get the same buzz for Yosivash as as Christian Watson got. Right. Um but he's had some buzz. So I mean I was I was curious as to what you would think of Yosivash. Like for me he's um I, I was really hoping he would be like the sleeper that I could tell everybody like this is the guy to get, but he wasn't. Yeah. I th- I mean I do like his athleticism and his ball skills. Um but you know Watson was just dominating on the film that I watched yeah. last year. And that's just not the case with Yossi Vash. So All right. I'm I'm tepid. Yeah, tepid. Yes. Tepid. All right. Like a lot of guys this year. That's true. Jonathan Mango is next on the list out of Old Miss, twenty one point nine years of age, six foot just about six foot two, two hundred twenty pounds, a BMI of twenty eight point four, which is really finally a guy really good. In the BMI green zone. Yes. Uh hand size of ten and ten point three eight inches. Um, his best season, Mingo's best season was last year. Like the other guys I've introduced so far this episode, Mingo tallied 51 receptions, 861 yards and five touchdowns, yeah. 16.9, uh, yards per catch average in 13 games. Uh, he added a rushing touchdown last year as well. So you, you kind of add it. You're right at the. His production, production is not gaudy. His production's not gaudy. His, if he, but his his other numbers are gaudy. Yes, he's got some good metric numbers here. He ran a four four six with uh, forty, which put him in the seventy seventh percentile. He's in the ninety sixth percentile for height adjusted speed score, ninety first percentile for burst score. His uh, RAS score is a nine point eight six out of ten. Uh, he was down in the 40th percentile for dominator rating. He, uh, only accounted for about a quarter of Ole Miss's offense. Uh, and his yards per reception were, were nice though. 73rd percentile with that 16.3 yards per, uh, catch average over his career. Uh, he's in the 69th percentile for target share with Hmm. 23.8. Okay, yeah, that's that's a nice number. The um, uh, so one thing you should know about him, and just in terms of additional notes, is uh, he broke his foot uh, his junior season. I think he only played six games last year. Yeah, that's um, correct. And uh, so people wonder about like er- early declare. That's like a you know a, a kind of a yes no thing if, if, or. Some people call it first declare. Like, do they go pro at their first opportunity? Um, he couldn't really. I mean, yeah. So that's I always take that stuff with a grain of salt when there's a reason why they didn't. And in fact, last year when when a lot of these guys were their um, 
Christian Watson was a classic example. Like he couldn't really come out because he didn't, they didn't, they canceled this year for him. So it's like, so, um, so to me, it's like, I, I always try to look at context before I decide whether to weigh that or not. Um, uh, he, uh, you know, he, that broken foot, I tried to find some information on what he broke. Um, was it a Jones fracture? Was it a Liz Frank? I couldn't actually get any, any data on that. So, um, I suspect it was a Jones fracture based upon some of the context, which is not a great thing. Um, I understand it considering his weight and some of his, his like power and speed numbers to me. It's a, that's a lot of stress to put on a foot because it did seem, I'll get into this a little bit. Like he, he was cutting pretty sharp on, on some of these things. The, the, the good thing is, is that his, his, um, senior year, I didn't see signs that it looked like he was lame, right? Like, so whatever he did, it appears to have healed. So, um, he's a guy that a lot of people were projecting as a day three guy more recently after he killed it at the combine and people started paying attention. I'm hearing even possible first round wow. draft capital for him. I suspect it'll be more like day two, but, um, but there's a wide range. So I don't know exactly what the NFL sees. I, ha- I have my thoughts. Um, and I have thoughts too. Let's go with your thoughts first. Well, I, should we? I introduced this oh, guy. Okay, so fine. It'll be mine. We have we must follow the pattern. Except I just talked a bunch. Okay. Anyway. I can talk. No, it's okay. Uh I, I I can be pretty efficient about this. Okay. I have a lot of positives. Uh he's got a good release package. Uh he's got power. He's got quick feet. He's got good hand fighting. Um his routes. Uh, I thought were there's room for improvement. I thought they were still very good. I thought he read zone well and made appropriate adjustments to zone. I thought he had and showed high-end speed. Um, he was a physical player. I thought he had nice hands. I thought he had good run-after-catch ability. Uh, power and contact balance. I thought he was tough to tackle. And as a blocker, not that we care that much about it, that, but um, I always throw this in there. Uh, he was destroying people as a blocker mm-hmm. um, many times. So it's like each coach is going to love him. Yeah. So that's – I've spent a lot less time on him than I have on these other guys, but people should know that I really like John, Jonathan Mingo. Okay. And um, I'm just doing it because to me it's um, – he checked almost every box for me. And the production, he does not check the production box. Right. So I'm – a little bit trying to figure out why, but what do you have for positives? Do you have anything more or I'm, I might double up cause you went through your list so quickly. Normally I try to jump, jump in. I, I was listening, but it was half it was... halfway. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> I, mean, um, that's right. I think you mentioned these kind of kids quick feet on his release. And I saw that as well. That is tracking was good. He had to lay out multiple times for deep catches in the film I watched. Yeah, he's a gamer too. I mm-hmm. mean, he was he was laying himself out. Yep. Yep, he was putting himself on the line. His body control was good. Uh you mentioned the blocking. I saw that as well. Really physical blocker. He's a powerful runner. He's not really elusive, but he's powerful with the right. ball in his hands. Um he he got 
opened deep multiple times and just his quarterback missed him. So his not, maybe his production could be blamed at I, least to some degree I, on his quarterback. I, I actually I agree. I think there there was a lot he had, there was a lot of numbers that were like oh yeah, he makes the he gets hit on these five passes and now we're talking about a, a 1200 yard season, right? You know, I like impossible, you know. It I think it does make a difference. Um and he's another guy that I thought had some subtle moves and route, um, especially on deep routes that uh, that I was impressed with. They look good. Should I keep going on negatives? Yeah, I just have a couple. I, uh, I didn't see a lot of separation versus man. Uh, I, I got the feeling that defensive backs weren't really fearful of his speed. I mean, I guess I just mentioned he did get open deep uh, a few times but and got missed, but uh, it wasn't a regular thing. Um, and I, he wasn't asked to run, like, crisp, highly technical routes that I saw. Uh, so it's not necessarily a negative, but it's just I don't know if he's – I don't know how technical of a route runner he is. I mean, for me, like, I, I, I definitely saw some room for improvement is why I put it, but I thought that he was – he was, uh, you know, he, he was sharp, as I said. Like, he, he, was, he wasn't rounding routes. Um, and, I, you know, I, I thought his – he was getting free. People, I mean, he wasn't pressed. I didn't see a lot of press. And I've heard people say, well, he might just be a big slot. I mean, he could be a big slot. I can't say whether he can play consistently on the outside in the NFL because I – I don't know how he does against press coverage because it just didn't happen very often. Um, but uh, you know, I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of throw this out there. I think he's got the highest ceiling of the entire draft class. Ooh. Yep. So because of the physical traits, and also I just think he, he does a lot of things well. I I, I went into watching Jonathan Mingo expecting him to not be any good. Um, I didn't go in with a, a, a and and why probably because I've been disappointed by so many others and also you know I, I saw some Mingo here and there when we were watching Elijah Moore um, so I've I've I had seen some Mingo um, but I wasn't really watching him mm-hmm. right and so I was like ah, I bet you he's gonna be kind of underwhelming and then I just was kind of consistently like going back and like watching little details and it's just like. Man, this guy is really good. Yeah. So, uh, so for me, like if it's a PPR league and you want a safe pick, JSN or, or Zay probably is the safe is the safe pick, right? But if you want the next AJ Brown, people make this comparison with DK and AJ. These these rocked up receivers, um, and I would actually go with with um, with AJ Brown more than DK because it. AJ Brown was a far more complete route runner, and I feel like Mingo's closer to that. Right. So, um, and he does, he's not running four three, right? right. So, um, but so if you if you want the next big guy, physically large guy that can that can win uh, in that way, I, I, he's 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 my pick. All right, Jonathan Mingo next AJ Brown. Got it. <laughs> what do you do? You have any conclusion on him? Um, I, I you probably think, don't like it as much as I do because I think nobody does, but that's okay. Well, I, I but I did end up liking him. Uh, he, he looked like a guy on a lot of the plays. You know, when you're playing football with your buddies and the quarterback is run out of ideas for routes and says just go out. 
Mm-hmm. I felt like I, I, that's what it looked like a lot of the, a lot of the time with Mingo is like, I don't know. It was like, just go out and get open. But he was beating these high quality defensive backs, um, through zone coverage mostly. Uh, but he was doing it. He was beating them and he was making tough catches. Uh, so I thought it was a pretty high quality project or product. <laughs> high a big quality prospect. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you like him. I do like him. Yeah. yeah. I, I uh, uh, do you like him is the most in today's episode so far? Uh, no, I don't think so. Who, who do you like more in so far in today's episode? Oh man, I think you're putting me on the spot here. I hadn't thought this through. All right, you can come back to it later. No, no. that's all right. I mean, I, th- I, th- I think I liked Quentin Johnson better for one. How about Quentin Johnston? That guy too. Okay. I, my best friend growing up was Rich Johnston. I should. Uh, I you should, should have that one down. I should have that one down. Yeah. Right. But I'll, I'll, I'll say that for sure. And there might be others too. But yeah, uh, Cedric Tillman. No, I I wasn't as high on him. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Well, anyway, so I'm off uh, off off the charts on John Mingo. Okay, yes, you are. Uh, right, let's, let's let's move on to another big guy, Dontavian Wicks. Almost age twenty two, almost six feet two, almost two hundred and seven pounds. Uh, wingspan almost eighty inches. That is about as green as you can get. Uh, although we got a couple guys over over uh, over eighty, big ten inch mitts played for Virginia. His best year was his second sophomore year, redshirt sophomore year, when he had uh, fifty seven receptions. Like that's half as many, half as many as your Iowa State guy Xavier Hutchinson Xavier 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 Xavier. Uh, 57 uh, receptions for 1,203 yards. That's a, is over 21 yards per reception mm-hmm. and nine touchdowns. Absolutely dominant 2021. 2022 was a little less, uh, less exciting. Um, he got hurt. They brought in a new pro style offense that didn't really fit his, his game. A whole lot. I've seen he did break Herman Moore's passing records at Virginia in that that big year. It was a big year for him. He was voted the American team's America's team, Team America. Yeah, Team America. Or I think na- I, I get tough because I made jokes about it when we we did it. I called one of them Team America. I don't and, think that's what I think it's the American team yeah, and the national it, team. Right. Uh, wide receiver practice player of the week. So. That's probably a lesser honor than Yossi Vash's, but um, but still, you know, it's the, the, it's, and that's voted it, on by the D-backs. It's have an to honor. Yeah, the D-backs yeah. have to have to okay. have to vote on that. Um, so uh, I have seen him projected anywhere from round three to round six. Um, oh, oh have I brought up his uh, his forty time and all that? No, I don't think so. Uh, four five seven height adjusted is ninety five point nine two. It's okay. Um, ten yard split is not good. One point five nine his burst score ninetieth percentile. That's an odd combo to have that great burst score and that kind of mediocre to poor ten yard split. Almost always these two things correlate. So mm-hmm. I don't have a. I'm curious about that. 
Well, the burst score is based on the uh, the jumping, jumping right? Right. In, at the I'm just saying is you normally see those sure. two. It's rare that I see them kind of like split apart like that. Uh, his agility score, though, 11.11, 11, 66 percentile. RAS score, 9.17. He is an athlete. This guy is another guy that um, has uh, ha- looks like he's got some physical tools. Yards per reception were 85th percentile at 17.7. Obviously, that junior year was even better. Uh, the rest of the stuff's pretty, pretty middling. So, um, yeah, what, uh, what, what are your thoughts on Dontavian Wicks? Uh, his his biggest positive for me was his route running. I, he's got good crisp routes. Um, especially, I saw some out routes where. It was run really well, and he had to like tap his feet to stay in. So that was impressive to me. He had an, uh, a nice hip sink to him, like really getting down and stopping on a dime on some catches or on some routes. He's physical when he's running his routes. He finds spots in zones. Um, there was one that was just really amazing where he he gave a fake to the outside on a DB and then cut back inside and the the db totally had his back to him yeah right on the line of scrimmage it was very impressive so that's probably his biggest positive for me um i also think he adjusts uh, adjusts to throws well and high points the ball downfield the, the, that's a that's a nice that's a nice collection of positives it is yeah um i i gave him the checkbox the 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 uh special catch special check catch box. ability checkbox uh, I think I saw a lot of the same stuff you did. He was sudden in and out of breaks. Uh, I thought he read and reacted to zone well. Um, he was shifty in running routes. Um, so he was he was doing a lot of little things um, to gain that extra space. The things that I, I kind of have said some other guys don't do, he was doing. So he, he is taking that little step to the inside before he's he's breaking it out for the most part. Um, he has uh, good starp and <laughs> I L- love it. Starp and L starp, which was the lateral starp. The, the st- start stop ability, starp. Yeah, we covered this last and, week. And, yep, and lateral start stop. Yeah. The L starp. The L starp. Um, high pointing was good. I thought his aerial ability was superb, was the word about I thought he. He made a bunch of diving catches. Um, he didn't have great quarterbacking. He just didn't. Um, but he, but he's catching the. A lot of guys will die for a ball and they, they can't get it. Um, he he was making those catches. Uh, and despite his uh, size and frame, he had no trouble no trouble with low balls. So uh, you know, sometimes you get worried about a guy and having trouble with low balls. It's big. It's not a concern here. Yeah, he doesn't have, doesn't have a problem with low balls. So uh, a lot of positives for me. Um, Want me to go on to negatives? Sure. I thought his hands were a bit shaky. Yeah, I saw uh, that too. Concentration drops um, mostly, which I kind of discount. 2022, where he didn't even play a ton, he had nine drops, which is a lot um, given, I think, he that year. He had nine drops, and he had 30 receptions. Oof. So that's that's not good. That's not good. Um so uh, I didn't think he was great against press man. Um 
I'm trying to think if that's what, if, how you felt about it, but I, I definitely felt like that was I didn't, a weakness. Yeah, I didn't take a note on that. It didn't stick out to me. And I put this on as a negative, but it's not really a negative. Basically, I'm just telling, letting people know my film that I watched was really heavy on 2021 games. Um, and I didn't have uh, a, a ton of them. I mean, I really had to scrounge around for, for film. And mm-hmm. I normally like to watch like eight games. Mm-hmm. And when I, watch, when I say eight games, I'm not watching highlights. I'm watching like every play for eight games. Right. And all 22 is even better. I don't think I got any all 22 film on him. I did not. Um, I'm just trying to think of if I got some all 22 occasionally. No, I, I got a little all 22, the Pittsburgh game. I got some, some all 22 film on him. So I got a little bit, but I don't feel as confident in my assessment of him as I sometimes do. Um, but what I saw, I liked. So my, my also when I looked at his, um, he looked heavier as a freshman. He came in as a freshman. He looked like a real big dude. And it looked like he kind of slimmed down. I'm guessing he's just gotten much better shape. Um, and I thought when he came in, he wasn't, he really didn't show that he knew. When I looked at early film from him, he didn't really indicate that he knew, knew how to manipulate defensive backs. The later film, you could really see that on tape. So if he's a day three guy in the NFL, like I'm a little less excited because the success rate for those guys is pretty low, but I do think he, he's got the raw talent to be a starting NFL wide receiver, which sounds like not a ton, but I like him. I just, I don't know what he's going to get for draft capital and that's going to probably dictate if somehow he, if he gets taken in the third round, then I'm much more in on him than I would otherwise be. All right. Yeah, the only uh the only other negative that uh, that you didn't mention. I, I saw the hands as well and we've covered that, but uh contested catches were pretty inconsistent for, for me, for him too. Um yeah, the for my conclusions I also I don't feel super confident in, in this. His production dropped in 2022. He was didn't play as much, and when he played, I don't know that he was at full strength, but I definitely saw the film look different between 2022 and 2021. Um, so the on his good film, I thought his strength, as he I looked mentioned... really good. His good film looked really good. Yeah, it, yeah. like really good route running and and really showing that special catch ability, adjusting to passes, and like we mentioned, um, but boy, that twenty twenty two film. Assuming he fully heals and goes back to twenty twenty one, I like him a lot too. Uh, I just I didn't see it last year. Yeah, I think he's the kind of a guy that I would I would want to get as kind of like my sleeper. You know, like. I want to ride with this guy because I do think the upside is there. Um, and you know, so maybe high draft capital is not what you want. You want to be able to get him in the third round or something like that. But, um, but I like, I liked him a lot more than a lot of the guys we're talking about today. And that's, and I mean, I like this group probably more on average than the other ones. Sure. So, all right. All right. Next guy up is Bryce Ford Wheaton, 23 years old. 
uh, six foot four and a half, 221 pounds, a BMI of 26.5, which is a little light, wingspan of over 80 inches, 82.25 inches. That might be the biggest wingspan I think you've gotten. That is the biggest one that I remember. His hand size is 9.38 inches. Played for West Virginia for four years. Um, also had his best season last year, 62 receptions for 675 yards and seven touchdowns with a 10.9 yards per catch that's average. Like a, it's, like a, it's like Josh Palmer. <laughs> In 12 games. So um, his receptions went up every year. In college, those four years at West Virginia, and his yards, <laughs> his yards per really... catch average dropped every season. Yeah, his yards, his yards years. went up, but but not as much as his receptions did. Yes, for sure. so yeah. and and pretty modest production overall yeah. in his college career. Uh, like his, we say that about Mingo, but like this is, you know, this is you're not even, even, not even hitting seven hundred yards, right? Yeah, it's even lower. Uh, his 40 time was uh, four three eight was in the 94th percentile. He's a fast guy. His burst score is in the 96th percentile. Uh, so he's fast, bursty, at least uh, in underwear, as you like to say. Yep. His RAS score is 9.97 out of 10. Ooh. Excellent. Very athletic guy. Um, and the one standout uh, metric is his yards per reception, which I mentioned earlier, of 10.9. Puts him in the seventh percentile, so operating very close to the line of scrimmage. One note on this guy, Sean: he wore number zero in college, at least in the film I watched towards right. the towards the end of his career. And you can do that in the NFL now. That was one of their big decisions at the owners' meetings this, this year. This year, can you go both zero and double zero? Can you do double zero? I don't know. I we'll find I, out. I can't answer that. But I guess you couldn't wear zero before. I, I hadn't thought about it, but it's, I'm, I'm so like, glad they're working on that kind of stuff. It's important, as opposed to like you know figuring out how to define what a catch is and other, other various other things. That oh no, that's done. very clear. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Clear as mud. Clear as mud. Uh, so he blew up the combine. Like those numbers, those combine numbers, height adjusted speed score. You didn't mention that one is uh, one of the highest. It's uh, 128 point you know like you get over a hundred and it's pretty good um so he is just like jonathan mingo in this respect is he similar tim should i should i tell people whether it's whether he's just like jonathan mingo or not i i i think you should start us off since, right. since i introduced mr ford wheaton well that's fair um i i got his positives um and I, you've got a bigger list than i do uh Jump balls in end zone. He was good at that. Mm -hmm. uh, he has some hesitation moves. Um, in, in in release or running routes. Yep. yep. He, he does a lot of this thing where you he he runs. He kind of does a little stop, and then he runs again, and then he does another stop and come back. So he he ran that. He did that a lot. <clears throat> so. He, he's not doing like a stop and go and trying to beat you deep, which you'd expect to have happen. Uh, he's doing kind of a stop, go, stop. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, sometimes it works. Um, uh, another positive, uh, he catches the ball well through contact, which is really good because he's never open. <laughs> Sorry. 
Is that oh, a positive? Oh, we're jumping to negative stuff. No, no. I see you've got a longer it's, list. Why, it's, why don't you say some nicer things about Mr. Ford Wheaton? Well, as long as we're on that, though, I saw the same thing about separation. Just separation was definitely a negative for him. But on the positive side of things. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at your positive, often blanket coverage. That's a positive? <laughs> well, I, t- I think it's up in the positive area. Two of your top three ones are always blanketed. <laughs> I think it went up to up into positives because I saw like oh the quarterback really trusts him right like he would just be lit like the guy would be all over his back and would he'd still get the pass but yeah it probably doesn't really there belong so in the many positives. balls to Bryce Ford Wheaton where I was like that's not pass interference huh yeah and and it's just like he is on him like a shadow oh yeah like like and i think it's just because i think the refs were just not going to give him that call because he wasn't getting any separation that's what i saw but yeah that's probably true uh now that did lead as you mentioned to catching through contact he he was able to do that showed some contested catchability uh a play that i liked i don't know what this is worth necessarily but his quarterback's arm got hit as he was throwing and it was the ball was like up in the air. It was like a game of five hundred, and it was coming down in between four defenders. And he like busted from the sideline, ended up making the catch, uh, and just saved an interception. Really, is what he did. So I just liked it. I just took a note on it, and I'm sharing it. I, it's probably not great evaluation, but um, I felt like he works hard to make something happen on every play. I'm, I'm- Considering that your your list of positives has many descriptions of how he's blanketed and one how some random catch he makes, <laughs> the the length of it is less impressive. <laughs> well, that's probably true. Uh, he I'd a say lot of he's things a, in your life. He's a hard worker, a team guy, has good body control, uh, and he's a tough player. Uh, he's another one of these guys that got just rocked across the middle multiple times in the games I watched. Yeah, he had, he had he had a couple times where they were kind of going to him at the end of the game and they were behind and he was just getting lit up. Yeah, yeah, and he and he kept on he kept on ticking. So he has some toughness there. Yeah. Do you want to share your your long list of negatives? <sighs> Why don't you do your negatives? Okay. First? Uh, press gives I, him I trouble. Feel, I feel like. I feel like I've got a longer list than you, so I'll go, I'll go last. Okay. Press coverage can give him trouble. Uh, mention the separation issues. And then I wasn't sure about his hands. Uh, I definitely saw, like, one of them was really bad where the ball went just right through his hands to a DB yeah. for pick six. Um, Multiple so, pick six on, uh, on balls thrown his way. I, yeah, so I, I, can't, uh, I can't call hands a positive uh, for him. It's definitely suspect. All right. So I'll get going on my, my Debbie Downer list of negatives. Uh, his release package is really limited. There's not much there. Uh, he was totally stuffed by press man, like 70% of the time. I think I, I think this is the guy who um, I want to see. No, I, I'm not going to say it because it's not written here. And I might be, I think I'm thinking of somebody else. But anyway, uh, yeah, he, 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 like wasn't just kind of like slowed down by press coverage. Like he was just stopped. Um, hands inconsistent. Obviously the pick six, but um, I, you know that wasn't the only pick six. Um, I've already kind of beat the separation thing in, into the ground. Uh, even though he made that like 
high effort play to, to go get that that uh, that that wounded duck. Um, I was watching the end of a game. They're down, and he was just kind of jogging. Hmm. Like maybe he was tired, and I get that, but like his team needed him, and like the quarterback couldn't look his way because he was just kind of not running hard at the end of the game. And for me, it's like if you can't go to the sideline, put somebody else in there if you can't do it, right? Um, I didn't see much in the way of manipulating zone coverages to his advantage either. So I did not like Bryce Ford Wheaton as much as um, the numbers would suggest. Um, to me, like I literally think he's a practice NFL practice squad player. Hmm. Like he might, and I. Re- I could. This is one of one of those statements you can put in the reckoning, and like he has like a, a 1,200 yard rookie season, and I'm gonna look like a moron, and that's <laughs> fine. Um, I feel like he's got a couple years in the league. That's it. Um, what to me this to me he illustrates is how he literally can have also destroyed the combine, like Jonathan Mingo, and has you know. Uh, kind of similar underwhelming numbers in college. Um, and I can have very yeah. different, very different reactions to these two players. Yeah. That's interesting. And that's just, that's the benefit of watching film. And, and some people just like to look at spreadsheets and I'm not <clears throat> Johnny. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not bashing that. Uh, I'm just saying, th- I think there are things that you can get, from laying eyes on and you know this is this 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 distinction here is an example of that yeah for me it's just given his size and workout uh metrics i'm just surprised he didn't get more work like a fast big guy like that um just the production was was lacking and it's confusing for me so it probably just comes down to the fact that he just can never get open yeah, and I mean, that's not probably changing the name, in the NFL. That, that's the name of the game. If you can't get open in college, you you just has to learn how to do other things. If he's got if he's got the physical gifts, and it, it wasn't like wicks where I, I could see it, like uh, I I would I would I would not bet on this guy. Right. Wow, we got one more guy left, Sean. We're we're an hour and a half in, but. We got to get this done because the draft's are, coming. Are we saving the best for last year? I don't think so, but maybe. Do you think so? Is he your favorite? No, he's not my favorite. All right. A.T. Perry, age 23. He, everybody described him as six foot five, but he's not six foot five. He's six foot three and a half. Not even close. Uh, yeah, I mean, really. I, I mean, close. It's, it's me, not like but... you and I are like, say we're six feet tall and we're like, you know. <laughs> Maybe in shoes, he he have to wear platform shoes. He have to wear some of those print shoes to to be six foot five. Mm-hmm. Hundred listed as one hundred and ninety eight pounds, which uh, gives him a BMI of twenty four point four. I didn't see that on film. I'll get into that a little bit later. Another big wingspan of eighty over almost eighty three inches. Um, uh, and that's a that's a low BMI. You're saying he played bigger than that. I, or thicker yeah, than that. Yeah, but it also felt like his body changed okay. through college. And I'll get into He okay. came out of high school, six foot three, 169 pounds. Wow. Uh, that puts him at a BMI at uh, almost 21. Wow. So 
his body changed while he was in in in, uh, in college for sure. His best year actually had two really good years for Wake Forest. Uh, I would say his best year is probably his uh, his redshirt sophomore year. I don't know. It's he's listed as sophomore in here, yeah. But there's no junior listed, and he's listed as senior. So I don't know. Maybe that it's really confusing. I don't know what that means. His third year. Uh, 71 receptions for 1,293 yards, averaging 18.2 yards per reception and 15 touchdowns. That is a big year. Yeah. Followed that up last year with uh, 81 receptions, more receptions, uh, over 1,000 yards. About Um, 1,100. Yep, almost 1,100 yards and uh, uh, 11 more touchdowns. So those are two pretty darn good years in a row. Uh, 40 is 4.47, 74th percentile, 10 yards split, not great. Uh, I don't do percentiles for that, but it's, it's dark pink. <laughs> it's dark pink for me. Um, I think you want it to be around one, 1. 1.5 and he's at 1.59. So yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, his head adjusted speed score is just fine. His burst score is pretty good. Uh, 126. Uh, he didn't do one of the things, so he, his, he didn't do three corners in short shuttle, so we don't know what his agility score is. His RAS score is 9.62. That's pretty darn good. Uh, Dominator, um, pretty good. Uh, yards per reception, pretty good. Um, target share, 82nd percentile. Um, breakout age, only 18th percentile. That's kind of a late breakout. Um, so, you know, he, he's a bit of a mixed bag, um, a little hard to figure out. I felt like he was a little hard to figure out. what do you think about A.T. Perry? I thought he looked strong and, and physical. Uh, he's got enough speed. I thought that, um, he, he looked like he was, you know, not a slow player, not especially fast player either, but had enough speed to be effective. Uh, he especially adjust- at that size. Yes. Yep. Um, I felt like he adjusted to throw as well, and he needed to. This was another quarterback that I was not doing any favors for A.T. Perry. Um, I feel like that's a theme today is that I don't think any of these guys had like that lights-out quarterback. Yeah, at least these By the way, I watched Yossi Mosh get interviewed, and he was talking about like players that are going to be coming out of Princeton. He's like, oh, I think the quarterback's really good. The quarterback, I, I literally think he's got my arm. Like he might throw thirty yards downfield, maybe. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Throwing somebody under the. Box, I was just like, so. I mean, I'm just like, come on, dude! Like you, <laughs> you, you just did like the senior bowl. You've been practicing with you know guys with big arms. Like, nah, that guy is not a big. Arm. Anyway, it's totally aside. All right, uh, I think uh, I saw Perry make catches in traffic and when uh, when contested. He had several catches and toe taps on the sidelines, so some nice body control for that. Uh, and he varies his speed effectively. Hmm. Hmm. Those are my positives. I that I'm I'm guessing you have uh, a disagreement to at least one of those. Given your uh, maybe maybe it, 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 I'll get into it. I actually have quite a few positives uh, for him. Um, uh, number one, he grew, as I said, he grew a lot in college. He, he went from 169 to 200 pounds. He he just needs to do that again. <laughs> he needs to do that add, again. Add 30 more pounds. Yeah, he's got to add a lot more pounds. Uh, I think his natural catching ability, good hand-eye coordination. Um, I put down that he changes speeds okay. 
So you said very speed. And it's, it's in a positive category for me. Um, I feel like he has the capacity to run decent routes. And by that, what I mean to say is that it's a positive because I think that he has room to grow in that area. He's not complete, but I think he's indicated indicates. I see signs that no, nah, he can, if he can do this kind of stuff more consistently and whatnot, I think, I think that's a good thing. Um, actually, so his, we've talked a little bit about how guys win making cuts and sometimes it's like, uh, you know, they're, they're jab stepping misdirection, right? He, he, sometimes, and sometimes it's just like, uh, like we see, we just talk about rounded, oh, he rounded his, his routes, mm-hmm. right? Rounded his outs. He would do what I think those other guys are trying to do is, which is like a speed turn where he is not doing any kind of feint, but he's turning, but it's really tight. And that's the kind of thing that, you know, it, it takes hip flexibility to be able to do that. And, D-backs who are really trying to match that are going to fall down. Like, so you don't always have to have like the, the, the jab step or the, whatever the faint one way and then go the other way. You can just physically beat it, beat people by your ability to turn. And I think that he actually has that. So that's a, oh. that, that's a positive thing for me. Man was he positive, uh, dealing with subpar quarterback play, especially in deep throws. Oh. Like there are, it was just awful were, to watch yeah and things that he couldn't do anything about right. um i thought he he catches a wide range of balls lots of high balls long balls low balls no problem with low balls uh huge catch radius and you could see it like he he was i, I just felt like he pretty much got it near him he was gonna he was he had the capability of making that catch um and I think he has the capability of adjusting his routes versus zone. I can think of a specific play um, where he was doing kind of a slant on the front of the goal line, and he could see the way the defense was aligned in the zone, and he he popped it to the back of the end zone and got behind the zone and got a touchdown. Just little things like that. Like I'm sure he's got the flexibility to do that. There's at least another play where it wasn't a zone play, it was a man play, but like he's – He's running to the inside. The quarterback is, is getting out, gets outside of the pocket, and he really quickly recognizes what's happening. Does a very sh- uh, quick stop, goes back the other way. So it ends up being like a whip route. He's wide open for a touchdown. So like, I, I I definitely think he's got um, the intelligence to kind of see how he needs to adjust his routes to win. Okay. So those are that's a lot of positives. Those are. It's funny that you were saying that about adjusting his routes because um, one of the negatives I took on him was situational awareness. And I do think it's a little mm-hmm. different than what you were talking about. For me, it had more to do with like first downs. Mm-hmm. They were m- multiple times when I was watching film where he would, if he needed a first down to the 45-yard line, he would go to the 44 and a half. Yeah. Um, so he'd like would just miss the first down or he'd just barely make the first down or he'd catch the ball on the far side of the first down marker and then carry it back to try to go for a a big gain and like get tackled. And I I was just like, Oh my gosh, what are you doing? Some of that I think is a little bit of like, I'll get into, into that when I get into my negatives, but he's got some fundamental like 
basic route running problems that I'm hoping someone can coach out of them. But yeah, I don't know. Do you want to do negatives or? I mean, that was that was my big negative for him. I did notice some rounded routes um, out of him. Maybe it sounds like you you were mentioning some of the really tight cuts, but I also saw some rounded routes out of him, and that can be coached. Um, I wasn't sure about his hands. I felt like they were a little bit inconsistent. I think you mentioned he had good hands, but um, I well, I, 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 or at least catch I said he had natural catching ability and good hand-eye coordination. Oh, okay. All right. I'm not exactly saying he's got good hands. It's it's a little got bit it. different. Um, okay. So speaking of which. My negatives, I also have a little bit longer negatives list, even though I said some positive things about him. I actually have a lot of negative things about him. Uh, ball tracking, uh, oddly not good. There were several times when it's just like he's jumping and the ball falls three feet away out of his reach. Like, huh. uh, did you not know where that ball was going to go? Because you didn't go to the spot. Or, and it's one thing, you run to the wrong spot, but you didn't seem to react to the ball the way he should. Yeah. So, uh, did not like his ball tracking ability. Low starp, poor starp, uh, not bursty, um, which is, I think his burst score is really good, right? I thought it was, yeah. yeah. But, and I did, and his uh, problem, it wasn't that great. It was like 74th percentile. It's pretty good. His problem though, wasn't the, wasn't the, uh, the, the start part of the starp. His problem was the stop. So he seemed most of the time he would just take forever to stop. It's like watching a bus trying to like not run over a toddler. Like, you know, you're like watching it. Yeah. Like, no. Stop. Stop. And then, you know, eventually they do stop, but you know, whatever. Um, so, uh, and then when, and then when he does, he does a lot of these kind of like hesitation moves and whatnot. And when and he's not really truly stopping, and it's like a stop and go, he he's kind of a slow. It, it, it looks like he's changing speeds, but it's almost imperceptible to the defensive backs. And they're like, <laughs> so you're just kind of like, they're just kind of drifting out there and reacting to whatever he actually ends up doing. And they're not, um, he's just not getting open. Yeah. Right. So he needs to have a little more suddenness, I think. Um, he was really stymied by press. Against average, sometimes very average college corners. Like at least once, I think I saw him basically just get knocked to the ground. Um, if you're a big wide receiver, like that cannot be your game. You uh-huh. cannot be the guy who's getting knocked down on uh, press. Um, a lot of the times, uh, because he's not really getting open, he doesn't have like great instincts and in how to get open. He's just getting to the top of his stem and he's pushing off. Right. Mm. And that's just not going to, that's not going to work in the NFL either. Um, I thought he was a terrible route runner, basically like even like button hooks, like you go, you come back. Like, I mean, there's more to it than that, but like he would go basic route. He would go. As you said, he would, the first time markers on the 45, he he's like going, and he's just turning around at the 43, and he's kind of just drifting back. He turns around and then drifts back away from the ball. Mm. Like, you need to know. You go to the 47, and then 
you turn around and you come back to the ball, right? right? And you attack the ball. So he's doing the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do on a real simple route like that. Um, and I thought his hands were inconsistent. Ultimately, when the ball hits his hands, it was not, it, he just wasn't consistently catching. I also thought, even though I, you know, I could see that he um, did some stuff uh, well versus zone, there's a lot of like, he's just going up and turning around near a defensive back. Not like, He's not finding like the gap between the two. He's going near a defensive back. Maybe he feels more comfortable knowing where they are. And then just trying to post up. Like it reminded me of like an NBA center. Like that with that back drift. Like right. He's going right next to that guy, feeling him, and then just kind of drifting back and hoping that he can like one hand. It just was bizarre, I thought. Um, and then um, – Try, just like deliberately trying to get contested catches. Um, and I didn't think he was really a baller. Like he didn't have that dog in him. Like there, there was a lot of like, uh, you know, I wouldn't say he was lazy or something like that. I would just, I don't think that's fair, but I would say that he seemed like he, um, he wasn't aggressive in winning. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to bet on him. Yeah. So, uh, seems like I had a lot of positives and a lot of negatives. Um, I think he's got a long ways to go to be a relevant fantasy asset. But he's got some physical traits, so it's possible. Yeah, I thought he, being a strong receiver that can get downfield, if, if he had a quarterback that actually could get him the ball, um, I thought he had some some skills there. And I actually thought he had some nice intermediate skills as well. Uh, he needs to work on his routes, uh, especially the shorter routes. But uh, I don't know. I I did not I did not hate him. I I, I thought he I had. I don't hate him either, Tim. <laughs> I thought he had. I think uh, I think you like him more than I do, though. I do. Uh, I can tell that I do. But I I thought he had some physical skills that um, I was that intrigued me. I mean, I don't know where he's going to end up in my rankings, but. Uh, it wasn't a guy that I'm. I that is off my board. I don't think. No, he's not off my board either. I just feel like because I, I think he's got a lot of that physical stuff where you know. But it just I, like a lot of these guys, it's just like you can just see so much need for coaching. Um, and when are they going to start paying off? Um, you know, I I, I want the guy where I can see small things that need to be done. Yeah, that's so why like. A guy like Wicks is a guy that I don't think he, he's far. So, anyway, uh, Jonathan Mingo, that's my guy this week. That's your big, that's your big score. That's, well, we'll see if I'll get him. But <laughs> but he's the guy that I, I, I find myself probably higher than most on. Do you have, do you have any, now we've heard them all, you got any particular favorites? On this, on this list here? Yeah. No, it was, to be honest, I was crunching, I was burning the midnight oil just doing film on these guys i haven't really had time you need to, to sit integrate. down with a cup of coffee and yep. a list and... you know me i need a, a snuggy blanket cup of coffee need some <laughs> quiet time with myself and just integrate all this information got to get all these wide receivers in and get those uh those rankings published here shortly yeah are we i suppose we got the draft coming up 
Uh, yeah, draft what, is had, Thursday. We, I don't even know. Do, have we decided what we're doing for the draft for, for, for the podcast? Or well, we, we haven't. Uh, I don't know if you want to do on-air production, but I got a few ideas. Okay. So well, some, we, can go, we can go off. This, this episode is like three hours long yeah, already. Yeah, it's, it's getting long. I think we can. Uh, this might be a record for us. But you know what? Hopefully you can use those timestamps if uh, if you'd heard enough on a guy. And, and this is... Uh, Are you going to timestamp like uh, you're, you're coughing and, and snarfling up? No. Okay. No, I don't do you that. You should just, you just edit that out. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us. We're, uh, we're done with our rookie coverage here. And uh, glad... Yeah, we're done with our profiles. Well, with our profiles. <laughs> That's true. It uh, never ends. Glad you uh, joined us for that. We look forward to getting together, to gathering around again for the next episode. And until then, bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Steel. Join our community on the Steel Pod Facebook group and follow us on Twitter at Steel Pod.